Hello, and welcome to this podcast from Consider This. Please let me know what you think and tell others about us on social media. This podcast was originally broadcast live on Northumberland 89.7 FM. You can hear this show live every Friday at noon. Thank you for downloading this program, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, I'm Robert Washburn, and welcome to Consider This Northumberland, a current affairs program dedicated to the issues facing our community. We talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life in Northumberland County. So I'm asking you, the listener, to take some time out of your busy day to consider this. The Campbellford Seymour Community Foundation raises money to support projects within the community to improve the life of residents. It has a long list of initiatives it has supported over the years. Most recently, a small group of residents came forward with a plan to encourage people to ride their bicycles. Besides the health benefits and environmental impact, it is something people can do just for fun. The group has an additional message. It wants cyclists to be smarter. Every year in Canada, 74 people are killed riding their bikes. Another 4,000 go to the hospital with serious injuries. The group wants to educate riders to be smarter about riding, but also be able to maintain their bikes in a basic way. This is about educating the community and those people involved, not just today, but for the rest of their lives. Here is Heidi Schaefer to tell us more about this unique project. I'm so pleased to have with me today Heidi Schaefer, a consultant with the Campbellford Seymour Community Foundation. Welcome to Consider This. Thank you. Why does Trent Hills want to build a bicycle-friendly community? Well, we've really got something going on up here. It's a a movement for more sustainability. And so we see cycling as part of that um, you know, umbrella of, of things that we want to do to become more, um, you know, sustainable and have other forms of transportation that are that are viable, that we're not always just using the car. So how did this all begin? Well, you know, we had a social innovation, uh, like a community innovation workshop last year when COVID hit and a lot of people were trying to figure out how to pivot and what they wanted to um, focus on as other things that they were doing were, you know, kind of shifting and changing. And one of the ideas that came up out of that community innovation workshop was, you know, having a bike hub, some kind of way to promote cycling. And then the idea has just kind of grown and grown from there to include lots of other partners and now the libraries and um, support from the municipality and um, even the Rotary Club. So how do you build a bicycle-friendly community? all of you, it's just a grassroots movement of people who come together. We're now called Bike Action, and we are, you know, really trying to uh, find other folks who are passionate about cycling to, you know, share their contribution to um, however this might unfold. It's not completely clear, but for now, we are focused on um, helping people and empowering people to use their bikes getting those bikes out of the shed, getting them, making sure they don't end up in the landfill. And we're doing that by having these ready-for-riding events where you bring your bike and you get help to assess 
what do you need for your bike to get ready to ride? Does it need just some minor adjustments? And so we'll have toolkits there, and those toolkits will eventually be housed in the local libraries in Trent Hills. So you'll get, you know, feeling more um, confident about using your, your bike and, and maintaining your own bike, and you can take the tools out of the library and do that. And if your bike needs something more major, like a tune-up, we've got some participating uh, bike mechanics who will be giving a discount. So we'll provide a kind of a checklist for you with your bike, and you'll take that checklist to a mechanic if you need a deeper, um, you know, tune-up for your bike. So it's really about, it's a real empowerment approach that we're taking, and we're training bike mentors in the community too. So when you go to the library to get the kid out, you'll also have a list of folks that you could call as mentors to support you to um, maintain your own bike, because it's not that hard. But it does need to be cleaned and put away for the season. It does need to be, you know, oiled and started up for the season. And that's the kind of thing that we think will help people to feel more confident about cycling. Who are some of the people who are behind this initiative? You've brought together quite an interesting group. Yeah, we're, it just kind of happened. First of all, the Community Foundation um, provided a community impact grant and we partnered with the municipality for the toolkits themselves because the, we're not uh, you know a not-for-profit charitable organization so we're technically not eligible for funding so we partnered with the municipality for the tools and with Rotary Club for use of their you know the Kennedy Park for the event um, and then we just started to talk a bit about the idea in the community and people uh, got excited and stepped forward. So we've got everyone from, you know, some some moms who really want to advocate to have our trail. You know, there's a there's a Trans Canada Trail that goes between Hastings and Camelford, and they want to be able to have that fixed up and use that with their with their kids because it doesn't feel that safe to cycle in the rural areas. So they want to have trails for cycling. And then we've got some seasoned, you know road cyclists who are just passionate about cycling and 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 want to share that passion with others um and so we've got all ages really uh, involved maybe not as many young adults as i want i hope over time to get more young adults but i think there's older people too that want to get you know maybe haven't been on their bike for a long time there's a lot of disincentive in a rural area because there aren't paved shoulders and there's certainly no bike lanes and it's a long way to town if you live out of town to ride your bike. So we're going to start to support more bike-friendly infrastructure in Campbellford. So there'll be places to park your bike. And there'll be places, I think, with a new bridge that's going to go in, we'll have bike lanes. And uh, we'll have some routes, you know, sort of safe family 5K routes that we'll promote and maybe some 10K routes. And just start to support this, this culture Um What about this bike group, uh, people like Jen Scriven and Perry White and others? Can you tell us a bit about those people and how they've been involved? Yeah, for sure. So Jen was in the community innovation workshop that I ran last year, and she really had the vision, like, um, you know, as a single mom with three kids, she's been in this situation before where she can't really afford to have all the bikes tuned up, plus you need a vehicle to take the bikes to Belleville or Peterborough, like there, isn't, there wasn't anyone here to do that. Now there is a, a local mechanic 
Um, so she was the one that had the idea, you know, how do we get those bikes out of the shed and get them going? So she and I were the first ones to be involved. Terry um, is an example of a, of, a, of a new member of our community who's been a passionate cyclist all his life. He's been a road cyclist. And, uh, you know, he stepped forward because he loves bikes and he's got tons of bikes and he's really interested in, you know, sharing bikes and teaching people how to even build bikes from scratch. So, and then we've got, um, uh, we've got Peter Brackenberry, who's a, te- a local teacher, who's really an avid cyclist who was involved in Ottawa in some cycling advocacy group. We've got another woman, Heather Hill from Workworth, also was active in Toronto in some cycling groups. There's a bike co-op in Peterborough called Bike, and um, our member Peter was is a member of that that community bike co-op, and so we're going to be working a bit with them. They're going to mentor us and do train our our, our folks to um, at this event. They're going to come and be our kind of technical supervisors. So we've got Perry, we've got Peter, we've got Jen, we've got other um, members like um, some of them long-standing people in the community, Jim Dunk, for example, who's a middle-aged person who's, or even a little bit older who hasn't been on his bike for a long time and who just wants to get in get in shape again. Um, so he's going to lend his help with, he's lending his help right now with helping us develop a, a logo. And um, we've got someone else that is um, helping us with some of our outreach and communication, a woman named um, Shannon. So, yeah, we're, we're, it's exciting. We've got nine members now, and I think more and more will join over time. Once their event uh, is over, we'll kind of settle into uh, a less intense <laughs> schedule and, and look at how we want seasonally to provide um, events and maybe community rides. People are pretty isolated right now, and they want opportunities to connect. Why is it so important to train people? I mean, cycling seems like a pretty simple thing to do once you learn how to ride. Why take this extra step of educating people about maintaining their bikes and learning how to do simple maintenance? I think because life changes all the time and it's really easy to stop cycling. And then once you get off the horse, it's hard to get back on, you know, so that your bike is sitting there um, in the shed for a couple of years, and then before you know it, it isn't really easy to ride anymore, and there's lots of excuses. The tires are, you know, flat or worse. They're, um, you know, there's the, the chain needs to be oiled and cleaned. So we just aren't taught how to maintain. It's, it's a piece of, of, of equipment. It's a piece of machinery, and we're just not taught how to do that. So by it, it's, it's kind of like the movement to to get empowered to grow your own food. It's all these ways in which we need to build skills to um, have more sustainable uh, local self-reliance. So, you know, learning how to fix your bike is just an example of that. It doesn't mean you don't have to go to a mechanic when you need a good deep, um, you know, uh, tune-up. But we're not talking about a tune-up. We're just talking about just being ready, being able to adjust your seat and adjust your brakes and know that it's, you know, so you don't have reasons to, to give up and you have more encouragement to, to feel, to be successful. We want people to be successful. Safety is always a concern in any activity. And you've already alluded to this uh, being out in a, a more rural area. 
What is especially important about teaching safety around cycling? I understand in 2015, there was a study found that nearly 4,000 cyclists per year are hospitalized for injuries and another 74 are killed while riding their bicycles. Why is safety so important? Oh my gosh, I hope that, that, that those statistics are, are changing over time. Um, safety, well, it, and we are trying to, uh, we were partnering with the OPP who normally do the, the rodeos and teach the kids about, you know, the basic road safety rules. And they're not doing anything now for COVID, so we'll wait till the fall to do some of that bike safety training in terms of road safety. But, you know, there's a huge culture change that has to happen. We find that sometimes cars don't know how to treat bicycles properly, and they feel that they are being somehow inconvenienced by a bicycle, and they might, you know, speed by too quickly or, you know, not check. I'm not putting all the responsibility on vehicles, but I do think that we have to share and learn how to share the road. And, uh, and so it, it, it's very important um, for cyclists to understand how they can uh, coexist with cars on the road in a way that um, keeps them as safe as possible. And we're just not trained. We just don't learn that. You know, in, maybe in, in cities they've got bike lanes now and more and more devoted routes. But in rural areas, we really don't have that. So we have a bit more to... I just had a story of a, a friend who cycled into town, into Campbellford, and was going over the bridge. And, you know, one driver just gave him the finger, you know, because he was, I guess, slowing him down. And this is the kind of thing we have to really, you know, think about together. Like, do we really want to be have all these congested roads? We have one bridge across town. Or do we want to create more options for pedestrians and for... Um, bikes and, 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 and really have a slow down. We just need to slow down a little bit more. I don't know if that answers your question. But. It seems, though, that there's some cultural challenges as well as, as some logistic challenges. The, you know, people seeing cyclists in a different way as compared to before. What, what would you say? Oh, absolutely. I mean, and I think it's interesting that our group has named itself Bike Action. You know, we want to make some good trouble here about biking we want to shake things up we want it to be a bike friendly place and, and that's not going to happen without you know um pushing at some people to say hey you know that riding a bike is a viable form of transportation and that there are wonderful ways in which we can think about bike cycling for tourism and there's just so many you know benefits of cycling that we have to socialize in our, in our community here. We're a rural community. Most people are driving all everywhere. And, and you see that more and more, unfortunately, even where, you know, where we're going to have a recreation center finally here. We don't have anything like that. But it's going to be built just outside of town because it has to also serve Workworth and some of the other communities. And that means that people are not going to be able to walk there. And, you know, people are going to have to drive there drive to the to the fitness center so we want to make it at least that you know there's bike racks there and there's a way that we can maybe have a bike path there and we can make sure that in two years when this recreation center opens it's bike friendly too and people think oh i'll just get on my bike and go there um and a lot of people who are coming to this area will will, will appreciate this 
it, it's really, I think, people who've lived here for a long time that, that don't have the culture of, of cycling because they haven't been in places. Like, we have someone who's Dutch um, in our group, and, you know, if you grow up in a place like Holland, you cycle everywhere. Or, you know, so and even in rural areas. So it, partly it is very much culture. You're right. It's, it's about a culture change. You've already alluded to this, but I'd like to explore it a bit more, and that is the environmental aspect to this as well. Definitely, definitely. So sustainable Trent Hills is a movement for, you know, I wouldn't say just post-carbon, but certainly a lower carbon and lower footprint, more environmental sustainability. And we have different initiatives in, in mind that, you know, support people to reduce reuse all that stuff, reduce their energy consumption, and, um, you know, find ways to live more lightly on the earth, which is, you know, essential. We have climate change um, happening, climate chaos, and it, uh, it, it, it's, we're in a crisis. We're in a, in a crisis with our climate. And so, you know, if we're not able to kind of imagine and hold this, this, this different world that we're creating together, we're not going to create it. So, we're part of this movement of, of really holding that vision very strongly together of environmental sustainability and thriving communities that are um, that have a lower footprint. We've got some great businesses up here too that are, you know, it's, we have a zero waste store and some, um, you know, lot lot more of that kind of thinking is, is getting popular, which is just wonderful. If people are interested in participating, how do they join? There's two ways to join. There's a, We have a Facebook group called Bike Action Trent Hill, where you can go on to Bike Action. And right now we have an open registration for our road readiness event on July 17th. And then you can write to us as well, and our email is sustainabletrenthills at gmail.com. Sustainabletrenthills at gmail.com. So once you hold this event in July, what's next? Well, we're going to have... Um, some uh, community rides. In September, when the kids go back to school, we're working with the OPP to have a road safety. And, and we're going to create a place where you can practice riding. So, um, you know, there's not very many places where you can just practice riding a bike and practice road rules without being on the road. So we're going to have a, a spot like that, like a, like a, a riding park where you can learn. Because we have a skate park, but that's for people who really are good at tricks and trick biking. But we don't have anywhere where people can uh, just learn to ride. So we're going to create a learn-to-ride area and um, and have these community rides. And then we're probably going to, um, you know, evolve in surprising and interesting ways where you can learn to actually maybe build your own bike or you can get a bike exchange um, or, you know, you can rent a bike. Cause not everybody has access to a bike, and we're really committed to, you know, lowering access. That's also the thing about maintaining your own bike. You don't have to pay $80 for a tune-up and you don't have as many barriers to, to riding a bike. Heidi Schaefer, I want to thank you so much for talking to me today. Yes, thank you. Thanks for your interest. That was Heidi Schaefer, a consultant with the Campbellford Seymour Community Foundation. The official name of the group is Bike Action Trent Hills. You don't need to live in Trent Hills to belong. The group encourages cycling enthusiasts from across Northumberland to join their Facebook group to share ideas, events, and other cycling-related information. Everyone is also invited to the 
Ready to Ride event on July 17th at Kennedy Park in Campbellford. You can find out more information and details about how you can sign up to participate on their Facebook page. I want to thank my guests this week for talking to me, and I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in today. Please join me again next week when we will talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life in Northumberland County. So please tune in. If you would like to listen or share this or any podcast, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. There you will find past podcasts, news, and other information about life and politics in Northumberland County. Or you can go to the radio station's website at northumberland897.ca. I'm Robert Washburn. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen in, and I hope over the week you will continue to consider this. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Consider This. If you have any comments or would like to suggest a story, please contact me at considerthisnorthumberland at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook at Consider This. If you enjoyed this podcast or are looking for more news and information about Northumberland County, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. That's consider-this.ca. And don't forget to share. And again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more from Consider This.